I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, August 9th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, Jay, I've got something to tell your future grandkids. July officially entered history as the hottest month on record. As heat waves turn popular European seaside destinations into a sweltering nightmare, it's no wonder Canada's East Coast is seeing a surge in tourism. Jay, are you feeling the heat? I'm feeling it emotionally. I'm really feeling it this summer. Like, you know, my kids are away at summer camp and, you know, they've had almost all of July was close to 40 at their camp in New Hampshire. Like, it's just wow. too hot to be outside. So it's like, what does the future hold? Not for our grandkids, but for us and our kids. And so uh, I've been dealing with that, but I'm also freezing in my basement right now. So there's that. Yeah, I've been up at the cottage for the past you know few weeks and there's a beautiful lake breeze here. So it's never been stifling hot, but I do know back in the city, it got pretty hot over the past few weeks. I did experience some of that. So I agree with you, Jay. I'm not sure what the future holds for the summer. Fortunately in Canada, we're probably one of the most insulated. That's not the best word to use for this. Yes, insulated though, from the heat. So we should close our borders now in the summer. Well, Jay, that's uh, if that means that you'll go back to where you came from, then I'm oh, all in. No, no I mean, I want to stay. <laughs> I want to be on this side of the border, Brett. Brett, aside from how we're all going to deal with the rising temperatures, what do we have for peak pals today? For our first story, writer strike hits day 100. For our second story, dirty dollars are sitting in Canadian banks. And for our last story, Canada's labor market slows. For our first story, the Hollywood writer strike has reached the 100-day mark, which is how long the last writer strike went on for 15 years ago. However, don't expect a resolution to happen today. What's the latest with the writer strike, Brett? So to catch you up, the Writers Guild of America, the WGA, that's the union representing 11,500 scribes behind American film and TV, has been on strike since May 2nd after failing to reach a new deal with the AMPTP, the body representing the studios and streamers. SAG after the guild representing Hollywood actors followed suit on July 14th after also failing to reach a new deal with the AMPTP. For a brief moment, things were looking up. Reps for both the WGA and the AMPTP met Friday to discuss resuming negotiations, which didn't go very well after both sides released a statement calling each other out before the meeting even took place. That's never a good sign. The WGA accused the AMPTP of using a playbook of calculated disinformation. The AMPTP responded by saying its only playbook is getting people back to work. Now, with other members of the Hollywood ecosystem, from editors to animal actors, also out of work due to the twin strikes, this message of getting back to work could become persuasive. That said, actors are looking out for each other. Over $15 million U.S. has been raised for jobless actors with Meryl Streep, George Clooney, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson all chipping in. Yeah, and it's happening because the writers have and actors have a myriad of demands centered on wages and working conditions, but the most hot-button topic has been the issue of AI replacements. The fears are well-grounded. Disney just launched an AI task force. Netflix has a job posting for a big-time AI role. And in a previous deal, AMPTP offered to the actors included a stipulation that would give studios ownership over AI scans of actors. And here's why it matters. Beyond forcing us to wait longer for a new season of The Bear, these strikes could give us a glimpse into the future of increased labor action due to fears surrounding AI. For our second story, what do you potentially have in common with the Libyan dictator Muammar Gaddafi, Jane? Well, you might be banking with the same financial institution. That's an exhilarating thought, at least for me. How does this all work? 
I have very little in common, for sure, but maybe the bank account, as it turns out. Gaddafi, who was ousted from power and killed in 2011, deposited billions of dollars in Canadian bank accounts that are still floating around the financial system, former Libyan ambassador to Canada Fatih Baha told the Global Mail. Now, Baha didn't disclose how much cash is tucked away, but considering Gaddafi died by some accounts the world's richest man and hid more than $40 billion in illegal funds outside of Libya, it's probably more than what's in your standard CFSA. He might have been the world's richest man, but I never saw one tweet from him, Brett. And he's not going to fight Facebook CEO either. The former ambassador also claims he knows where the assets are, but will only disclose the details once Libya has a democratically elected government, though it's also safe to assume they're not sitting around in a no-fee checking account, Brett. And he did it using front men to open bank accounts and shell corporations in Canada. Gaddafi had reportedly stowed parts of his personal wealth alongside funds acquired from enriching himself through the state and reappropriating wealth generated from Libya's oil business. It matters because Canada has a reputation for having some of the West's weakest anti-money laundering laws. In 2020, CSIS found that between $45 billion to $113 billion are laundered in the country annually. It's so easy to do that criminals have a name for it. This is a good one, Brett. Snow washing. <laughs> that was a good one. Next, per this year's budget, the feds will launch a parliamentary review of Canada's anti-money laundering laws. They're also rolling out a new corporate ownership registry to make it easier to identify the owners of companies that are laundering money. For our third story, a slowdown in Canada's labor market has sent the unemployment rate up and could bring inflation down. So driving the news, new data shows job growth flatlining in July, but if you consider that Canada's population grew by 81,900 in the same period, it means labor markets are softening even more significantly under the surface, according to RBC Economics. Meanwhile, unemployment rose for a third consecutive month to 5.5%, meaning not all newly arrived workers have actually found work yet. And it matters because central bankers are taking in the summer economic data to decide whether or not the current 5% key interest rate is adequately taming inflation. If not, they'll hike again next month. Slowing growth in the job market is a point in favor of holding rates steady. Wage growth was still stronger than anticipated, but higher unemployment rates mean that underlying pressures to raise wages are also easing. To zoom out. To zoom out. The world is monitoring Canada's immigration growth and its effects on the labor market. As of June, those who've been in Canada for less than five years split with job losses for those in Canada between five to 10 years, accounting for just 2% of employment gains. In the same period, starting at the end of 2021, 84% of gains have gone to those born in Canada or who have been in the country for over 10 years. Overall, the employment rate tied to immigrants who touched down in the previous five years is 78%, compared with 87% for those born in Canada. Here's the big picture. Upcoming inflation and spending data will paint a fuller picture of the state of the economy. But when it comes to immigration, the data suggests that the full economic potential of new arrivals has not yet been realized. Big Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second one, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. And have a great day, Peak Pals. Peak Pals.